Today on this episode of Going Deeper, we're in chapter five, the final chapter of the book of James. So there are a lot of challenges here in this, but there's also a lot of room for beautiful conversations to happen. So join us as we have these conversations and we encourage these conversations to continue even outside of this podcast, maybe. I'm your host, Kyle McCaskill. I'm Marie Burns. I'm Becky Clark. So join us as we go deeper. All right, so on my cursory read through chapter five, Mm -hmm. and since I wasn't planning on teaching a Bible study on this, I wasn't really reading it in depthly, okay, as y'all might depthly, and I don't think that's a word. I made it up, so it's a word now. Perfect. That's what we do here on this podcast. We make up words. Uh (laughs) Actually, yes, in depthly deep. All right, chapter five. Chapter five. Chapter five. Yes. Well, okay. So I'll ask this: Did anything jump out at you when you read chapter five? Well, because I wasn't reading it like what would it be like inductively or anything. I was just kind of reading it and letting it talk. What I noticed was it's just some pretty plain and simple challenges mm-hmm. to us as mm-hmm. people. Um, and nothing, I mean, yes, challenging things mm-hmm. for sure, but mm-hmm. nothing that was like, whoa, now I don't understand this. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it, you know. Pay people correctly. Don't hoard your stuff. Don't mm-hmm. chase after worldly goods. That's right. kind of what I took away from most of the that's chapter. The, that's the first uh, little bit, and mm-hmm. it's kind of thought that he wasn't actually talking to the community. Although, if you are claiming to be a Christian and you do this stuff that's in verses 1 through 6, mm-hmm. then um, you're not really a Christian and you're in trouble. The mindset for most commentators is he's speaking to people not involved in the church, and really what he's doing is he's talking to the oppressed, and he's saying, don't worry, they're going to be dealt with. But you, in the midst of this, verse 7, be patient okay, and long-suffering, and, and he goes on into that. So, so he takes the first part of chapter 5 and the idea from the smart peeps is that <laughs> he's not... He shifts and he's no longer addressing. It's an interesting his topic because it's thought that it's connected to the end of chapter four because both paragraphs open the same way. And some it's come now and some right. it's mm-hmm. now listen. Yeah. Um, they think that he it was just a continuation of the same conversation. But there is mm-hmm. also a shift in that at the end of verse four, he does this real quick question response, question response, and then he shifts the way he talks in verse 1 of chapter 5, to just laying it all out there. You store these things up for yourself. These things rot. These things fade. You can't take it with you when you're gone. And what's more, if you've been treating your workers in this horrible way, you're really no better than a slave driver out of Egypt enslaving people, mm-hmm. and you're in big trouble if this is what you do. So there's the two thought process out there, but beca- processes out there, but... Because he just drops in so heavy right here, and there's just not much grace mentioned. No, he's pretty harsh. I mean, I have that 
what what we do, well, what I do before mm-hmm. we really start digging further into a study is I'll read through and I make notes and questions yeah. and whatever else. And I have so many notes that are like, this is really harsh and this sounds really yeah. mean. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like were people like this? And Well, I, they, they think it's that he was trying to kind of in a way build up the ones who are suffering, build up the ones who are oppressed and say, look, they're going to be dealt with. That's mm-hmm. for God to do. Mm-hmm. This is what you're to do. And then he shifts to new topics after that in verse 7 of, of what we're supposed to be doing in the meantime. Vengeance is not ours. Right. And what what comes to my mind when looking at all this stuff is that thread that runs all the way back to the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Because God was willing in the book of Exodus to do some pretty drastic things to free his people. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he's saying, hey, I set a whole nation free from this kind of stuff. Yeah. Don't do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty clear about that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing here because to me it harkens back to that. And it also harkens back to Jesus's words when he mm-hmm. says, you know, if you work, work for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Or was that Paul that said that? Both. Both. Okay. I just... So Jesus said it first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Jesus, I, Jesus also says, don't lay up for yourself treasures here on earth. Right. 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 I mean, right. This, this quotes from that mm-hmm. as well, just as James has been doing all along. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty harsh words. There's not a lot of grace there because it's the thought that he's more trying to build up the community of believers, which if you think back to chapter two, he mm-hmm. talks about don't treat the rich person mm-hmm. so well mm-hmm. and, and treat the poor person so poorly. These rich people are the very ones who are dragging you into court. We're, we're kind of back around to that same yeah. topic here. Well, he goes to even when we talked about in chapter three about um, not seeking uh, leadership for the sake of having or of wanting um prominence mm-hmm. i mean people who were rich had a place of prominence because mm-hmm. they could do more they can control more all that kind of stuff so james has this really big issue that goes through about um yeah. sometimes those things that you think are a, a pinnacle of something having enough money for this having a, the power and authority for this are not really the things that are the best for you or the best for the community of christ mm-hmm. or anything like that not that you should suffer but those things get in further in the way of right. a pure relationship with God. Right. You become dependent upon yourself for what you need when you have much. Mm-hmm. And that's that honestly kind of shows up here in chapter 5 once again in a roundabout way, but it shows up again here too. It's just you t- do what you need to do, live a life of faith that is completely focused on God, and you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, the, you will have the prayers of a righteous person, and those are the prayers that get answered. So he, you know, and, and he brings up the double minded a few times, and, and those are double minded people, people who think they can be friends with the world and friends with God at the same time. Friends with the world equals things like power and money, and they get in the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that comes up. That is definitely a theme throughout James, and it definitely comes up again here. So, well, and it it also, I'm, I'm being reminded of a lot of things right now. But the whole idea of seek first the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all the other things will be added unto mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's 
just echoing what you said, Marie, mm-hmm. if, if we're really seeking after the heart of God, then there's so many other things that are going to be natural mm-hmm. byproducts of mm-hmm. that. We are going to naturally care for the needy, mm-hmm. and we're naturally going to deal fairly with employees or workers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if we are a worker, we are naturally going to want to do our best, not because it's any gain for us, but because mm-hmm. that's what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's this last bit of chapter five, it includes seven through 12, but really on into 13 through 20 is what what the life of a person totally devoted to God, and not just a person, but a whole body of believers Verses 13 on are actually a huge challenge to the church today, Mm -hmm. and not one that I'm aware gets lived out very well much anywhere. Hopefully, there's some small groups kind of doing these things. But he starts off with, is there any one in trouble or any one who's happy? And here are the the proper responses in those things. If you're sick, call on the elders of the church. And there's where you start to see this shift is you call on the elders of the church. Really, all of those answers are corporate. You can pray corporately. Is anyone happy? Mm-hmm. You sing songs of praise. Let's do that corporately. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church. And... Um, these are people who are thought to, these elders are people with wisdom, many years in the life of the faith that know what it means to call in the name of the Lord. And and in the midst of that, you get forgiveness of sins. And you're, you're maybe meant to think back to the story of the paralytic guy that mm-hmm. uh, his friends tear open a hole in the roof to right. get him down to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, look at the faith of your friends here. And then he forgives the guy first. Mm-hmm. Of course, then there are people who are upset about that, and then he heals him. And you see where the they can it can all work together when you've got a body of believers around you who are so devoted to the cause that they're going to carry you mm-hmm. in to mm-hmm. Jesus. And this is what he's saying our church should be looked like. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about the rich people. Here's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be patiently waiting on on God to come on Jesus to come back. And then also as a body of believers, we're supposed to be raising each other up and confessing our sins one to another. That's a big one that showed up here that was like, "Oof. That's a tough one because he's he starts off with the sick person being mm-hmm. made well and confessing mm-hmm. sins. And he's almost like, and while you're at it, you should all be confessing sins one to another. And it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. now we're getting really honest with one another. And the way it talks about that word, I think it was, I was just reading it and walked away from it. The the confessing of sins is to speak about your sins in such a way that God would not how you would. In other words, okay. when I talk about my sin, it's going to be with lots of excuses about why this happened. Okay. When God speaks of what my sin is, it's going to be blatantly honest and to the point. I did this. Okay. This happened. This was a mm. sin. I'm confessing it. I'm not going to put all of my excuses around it. I'm going to speak about it the way God would. So I think I know the answer to this in my own brain, but this is one of the things that I flagged and, and I asked the question, I wrote down why. Why is it so important then that we confess our sins to one another and not just to Christ? So I get the like, if I sin against you, mm-hmm. I need to come to you. I need to seek your forgiveness. I need to confess what I've done. You and I need to mm-hmm. work on right relationship again, right? Agreed. That's not what this is seems no. to be talking about. This is just the idea of, 
you need to get honest enough with each other in your community that you're actually um, laying a lot of humility out. Yeah. Why is that so important then? It's the accountability. Mm-hmm. It's the accountability. Because if I keep my sin to myself, it's so much easier to fall back into it than when I've got Becky coming in saying, so how are you doing with that super judgmental attitude you've got or whatever? <laughs> Fill in the blank. Whoa, now we're all confessing sins. Pull back. Um, it's, it's that idea of accountability, though, that we... Once I've put it out there and you're aware of it, you can now call me on it. But people don't like accountability. No, they you're don't. You're not going to like it if I come back at you and no. say, Marie, you just did that thing yeah. that you confessed to me that you did. Mm-hmm. And you told me to hold you accountable, but mm-hmm. you're getting all mad at me that I mm-hmm. held you accountable because we don't like accountability. That's exactly right. So why don't we like accountability? Because it hurts. It's It's... Beyond humbling, it's absolute humiliation that you failed again. Right. I see so many layers here. Oh, so many. (laughs) So many. Because there's trust issues here. Yep. Uh There's acknowledgement that uh, the the Spirit of God resides in other people, too. Mm -hmm. So I've got to acknowledge the image of God in you Mm -hmm. and the Spirit of God living in you. Mm Mm-hmm. To trust you with that, uh, I've got to admit, and yeah, the, the accountability is another one of those layers. Mm-hmm. And then maybe there's something too if you have experience with said sin mm-hmm. and overcoming it. I I can't benefit from that. If I don't share it with you, yeah, and and I think there's, you've got to be uh, smart, I guess, with your accountability people in today's day and age, yeah, because you, one, you don't want to go after somebody who's just going to be judgmental, <laughs> uh, but maybe you also want to seek somebody who kind of is in the same mode of life, or or maybe mm-hmm. a step ahead mm-hmm. of you. Because there's no doubt that other people are going to have experienced the same things that I have. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I seek those people out, you know, we can help each other through our own experiences. Right. Hopefully you're helping each other move away from it Mm -hmm. and not um, so often it happens that we find somebody who stumbles in the same way we do and they become somebody who holds us back. Right. And it's... It's easy for me to mess up if you're messing up too, and we'll just be pitiful together. Yeah. yeah. And so you want you do want somebody who's further along in the faith. And I don't think I don't think James is necessarily saying you stand up in front of the entirety of your church and confess your laundry list. I do think this is ideally more for a small group setting. Think mm-hmm. about the Wesley band groups and mm-hmm. things like that, where mm-hmm. their part of that is confession. Yeah. And that they hold you accountable to how you're doing with the progress, and but also to help you through it. Because you're right, you need people who are further along in the journey than you. We mess up and we struggle with the humility of it and the mm-hmm. shame, but what we, what we leave behind is the part where it becomes our testimony. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a way to tell somebody who's not as far along as we are, 
you can make it. I made it too, and I'm going to help you through this. And that becomes a very beautiful part of the faith, of a, of a life of faith with other believers, yeah. is somebody coming alongside you and saying, you're not dirt. You are a creation mm-hmm. of God, and I know you're struggling with this sin. I've struggled with it too. Let me help you mm-hmm. walk through it. That's the idea behind this, not to get together at the next church event and just you hear what she said that she struggles with and, and then become super judgmental. Right. But that may be one of the reasons that he holds off till now to talk about it, because in the previous chapters, we've had all these conversations about mm-hmm. how you shouldn't gossip, mm-hmm. how you should speak words of, of love and mm-hmm. care to one another, and if you can't, you got to keep your mouth closed right you know so now here we are james has said here's all the stuff that you need to know about how to tame your tongue yeah. and you need to be working on that now part of that is it's important to confess to one another when when you send and so yeah. what do you do after that well you're not supposed to gossip about it right yeah. you're not supposed to talk about it right. you're not supposed to slay that person with mm-hmm. your words right. about it but i like that he says you confess and then you pray for one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of hard to <laughs> be be ugly with somebody about the stuff they did or mm-hmm. whatever if your next movement is to take it to the Lord, right? And to pray. That's a it's a centering of the right things to mm-hmm. do as opposed to potentially leading into the wrong things. Mm-hmm. So when somebody tells you something, don't go gossip, go pray. Right pray with them right you know kind of thing well and the idea is that because you're in relationship this is not a one-sided thing where i'm the only one doing the confessing we're both confessing right however many people are in this group everybody's confessing so let's we should not be judging each other we all have our own things that we struggle with yeah and so let's come together and it says you pray together you will be healed the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective and then they mm-hmm. go on to use Elijah as a perfect example mm-hmm. of what righteous prayer looks like and I I question this the use of Elijah though yeah. this example <laughs> right. Well, no, notice, because I think I know where you're going with this. Notice it says, Elijah was a human being, even as we are. Elijah was like us. Yeah, but Elijah he Elijah had his own struggles. But I mean, I know he was to be a righteous man. He's, you know, standing in the, the story of Elijah. He's a prophet at mm-hmm. the time. And God had sent his judgment upon the people because the, <laughs> surprise, surprise, they were not following God. They were doing their own <laughs> they things. They were being double-minded, Baal and God. Yes. And so yes. he... Um, Elijah prays that there will basically be no rain so that there's a famine. And the idea of the famine is to hopefully turn the people's attention back to the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, but was that Elijah's righteous prayer or was that God's movement? And do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like. I, so I don't know if it was the best example by James. James, you need a different example. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, actually, I, I think Elijah's the perfect example. Okay. Because God's trying to show you what it looks like when you work in concert with the Lord. That's okay. what James is trying to show you, is if you are living out your faith day in and day out, not just Jesus on Sundays and maybe Wednesday nights if today wasn't too busy. <laughs> I'm I'm at ch- I'm not and not just physically being in the building, but I'm right. being the church everywhere I go. Every morning, I maybe hopefully start my day with God guide my steps today. I'm, I'm breathing my life of faith. Then when I pray, what happens? Mm-hmm. I'm praying the will of God. Mm-hmm. So He's showing us what it looks like 
with some exceptions, because Elijah was human just as we are, which means Elijah screwed up. No, no, he screws up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elijah screws up. This was up. a good time. Yes, this was, this was a good time. <laughs> he did right things. <laughs> we all mess up, and so did Abraham. He was an example used earlier. Abraham screwed things up big time. Mm-hmm. So when you are living out your faith fully and completely in every aspect of what you do, this is what it looks like to to work in concert with God, which is what is required of all of us. That that is called on for all of us is that when we pray, we pray for the we pray the will of God. We are so in tuned with Him that we we recognize His will in a situation, and we can therefore mm. pray His will. It's not God is this genie in a bottle, and and I'm going to just. I've got this laundry list today. If you could just do these things for me, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a, God, I see you moving in this person's life and they're maybe mm-hmm. struggling with this thing. And I know you want to bring healing for them. Like you just move into this place of prayer where you and Jesus are in sync. Mm-hmm. And so Elijah's a great example because he does struggle. Jezebel makes one threat and he heads for the hills. He runs he off like just a sissy. Called down fire from heaven. It's one of my favorite stories. How could anything <laughs> scare you after that? I mean, he taunts the Baal prophet. I love that story. And then the fire comes down from heaven. And then Jezebel's like, I'm going to get you. And he's like, okay, I'm going to run. You know, like, and he's not really like, I mean, I was with you, Elijah. And now, now I'm not with you. I don't know what happened right there. Like, because we all fail from right. time to time. We yeah. all let, there's, you let something get to us. So mm-hmm. I, I think Elijah was a perfect example of, of what it looks like to, to have that righteousness in your prayer, which is what he's, what he wants, what James is trying to get across to us is this this righteousness in the way that we pray, that we are so in sync with God that it just flows from our lips. Mm-hmm. Well, and to bring it back to chapter one, mm-hmm. when he talks about praying and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's another point of that, that movement that James is trying to build upon. Right. So... Pray with wisdom. Pray with God's wisdom. Yes. That makes you a a righteous person Mm -hmm. because God's righteousness. Okay. So I'm going to add one more layer here. Okay. Whenever I'm going to step back to the confessing to one another, because it's still kind of in the same vein as Mm -hmm. all of this, because it's it's in that same paragraph. Mm -hmm. And it actually ties in with the Elijah thing very well, too. When my struggles are my own and nobody else knows about them Mm. and I ask God to help me deal with them and he does, how easy is it for me to say, look what I did. Mm -hmm. But when it's a public thing, how much more is God glorified? Because now the assembly. Yeah whatever, mm-hmm. the, the group that you shared it with, mm-hmm. sees the power of God. Absolutely. And, you know, it, like Paul said, you know, don't boast in anything but the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's nothing that I did. It's all the power of God. And so right. that's, that's another little wrinkle in this. Well, I don't think there's anything more powerful than hearing someone's testimony of mm-hmm. how God has moved to feel mm-hmm. prompted and moved in your own life. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when we, uh, you know, I was joking in your office with um, 
with Davis about your new chair. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, we should do the I am third videos in there, uh-huh. you know, because it looks like, kind of like that chair. But the whole point of those is for somebody to mm-hmm. share their testimony mm-hmm. so that they can be seen so that somebody else can connect with the fact that they are confessing the things that they you know, separated them from God so that someone else can connect with that and say, I'm not the only one. And it motivates yeah. and moves someone hopefully Absolutely. to the the place of seeking forgiveness or healing or, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, Z. There's, you're right. There's, um, there's beautiful bolstering of the community of the people of God when we do confess yeah. and yeah. share those things. Large and small. It comes yeah. back to the humility thing that Marie mentioned. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a hard thing to imagine living into mm-hmm. to being to be so vulnerable and humble with the, another group of people and to trust them as you said <clears throat> Kyle with 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 this information that that's not going to be you know used against you mm-hmm. or held over your heads which of course if somebody did that they're not right living yeah. the way they ought to mm-hmm. be living but it's it's a tall order but it's one I would, I dare say, we all need to be living into. And mm-hmm. it's, can you imagine what the church would look like if we were confessing and praying over one another? Let's not leave that part out. It's yeah. not just confessing sins. It's then praying for the for the healing that mm-hmm. would need to come with that. It's not just healing of the body. It's healing of your very soul and mm-hmm. the forgiveness that comes with that and living it out. It's, imagine what the church would look like today if we were doing this. Okay, so I've been waiting for weeks. Okay. Why does this book end abruptly? Do your commentators say? <laughs> I, like I've been I've been waiting with bated breath for this moment for, to, to get to this, the end. Like, nobody has addressed no, that. No, no. Like why does it just end the way it ends? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they're good words, but it's yeah. like this is not the way it's supposed to end. It's just simply pointed out, and then it ends. Oh. Come on, smart people. Do some (laughs) work. I want some thoughts and some guesses of why they're so busy. Listen, most of the commentators are so busy trying to deal with the wording of 19 and 20 that they don't really address the fact that then it's just over because it's. Well, What's okay. wrong with the wording? Well, because then? because yeah, have we have to dissect the Greek and how it might go back to something or other so that we don't make sure we say that it's not the people who save you from your sins. It's God that saves you from your sins. And it's like, really, guys? Did we spend a whole chapter on that? Duh. Really? I mean, <laughs> listen, I I do not have a seminary degree. And, and God bless those of you who do, because you are smarter than me. But every once uh, in a while, I think it works really well that we do this thing that we do, mm-hmm. because, like, you can say, Marie, this is not a, just a duh moment. You really need to <laughs> dig in deeper, because there's good, rich stuff under here. At the same time, if you were to happen down a rabbit hole, I can say, okay, Becky, come back. You know, yeah. we, we do this really good yeah, tandem yeah. thing. It's, it's like, true. okay, Marie, it's you need true. to dig deeper here. And it's like, okay, don't dig so deep there. <laughs> Well, man, I was really hoping they were going to dig and tell me why it's just so abrupt. Like, maybe there's a guess that the author of James that they're all guessing about, like, dies, Mm -hmm. some tragic whatever, and he could not pin any more. He couldn't pin (laughs) the final portion of the letter. I feel like their guesses wouldn't be any any much better than mine, which was that there was a stack of papers that got spilled. Mm -hmm. He had a whole Devo book he was working on for Lifeway. I know that. You proposed that. (laughs) You, but you proposed that in the first week.
week and I'll, we have, we're all in agreement. But now that we've gotten to chapter five mm-hmm. and we've spent a whole lot more time talking about it, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's necessarily the case anymore. I don't no, know like we could theory? use that theory anymore. No, because... Yeah. I feel like there's been really good flow mm-hmm. to better That's flow true. than I initially thought, mm-hmm. you know, instead of it just being little pieces that kind of got stuck together. Mm-hmm. I, I really think after studying it more, it does have more kind of flow and consistency and building upon mm-hmm. than I initially thought. And that was even after reading it a few times, but then digging deeper. True. You know, it's so true. I'm right. not, I don't think we can use that anymore. I like it though. It's fun. <laughs> um, no, I, you're right. There is, there, you are right that there is much more flow with this than I had initially, than I initially picked up on as well. Just that, that noted that just, I am right. <laughs> and digging deeper into the commentaries got yeah. us there. And yeah. It's just, you know, spending an entire like mm-hmm. two chapters on one thought which is like okay now you're just padding something for your publisher <laughs> <laughs> well I mean the name of this podcast is going deeper so I mean, we kind of have to dig in a little Get there. bit this yeah. is true okay no, well, well okay but I'm, I'm slightly I'm, disappointed I'm sorry I, it's okay I am reading one I j- I'm about to finish one more commentary that I came across today and thought well here's a different viewpoint why not I'll skip to the end. I'm well. I'm almost done. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to skip to the end? You know, I'm a pro at skipping to the end of a you book. Be- <laughs> Becky reads the final chapter. Right? I read the first few pages of a book, and then the last chapter, and then read all everything between. It's so. Post your angry comments below. <laughs> so how could she? I just want to know if it ends well. If I'm going to spend my time, my precious time, reading a whole book. I want to know if it ends well. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> there was a really good movie that I liked from several years back, but I didn't like the way it ended. And uh-huh. so See? I would. If you had watched yeah. the, just, the last 15 minutes it again, of it. I turned the movie off at the curtain call. I was like, then that's good enough right there. <laughs> yeah. The oh, end. I know what movie you're talking about. Uh-huh. I've watched plenty of movies like that. You know, I'm just invested enough into this movie. Uh-huh. And every like they've overcome some moderate obstacles, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now life is good. We're only forty five minutes into this movie. Something's about to really go wrong. <laughs> it's time to stop. <laughs> I'm not I, that bad. So I will. So I will read the back end of the commentary and find out if they say anything well, about. I'm, I'm there now. It so is. If, if I find something okay. in there, I All will right. specifically bring it up in the teaching. Okay. Perfect. And, uh, and cover it. Um, otherwise, otherwise I'm just going to make stuff up. Well, maybe somebody didn't like the way James ended. Just, <laughs> just took it, it off. They well, didn't like I, his I'm, conclusion. With the way it ends, I'm kind of reminded of the scene from Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. Uh, where he's at the in, in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. And he just says, and that's all <laughs> I have to say about that. And he just walks off. Pin that in. <laughs> fair enough. All James had to say. Fair about enough. That. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's what they so should have put. That's that's what the author of James did. He's just like, okay. good enough. All right. See and you later. Nothing more to say. Okay. That's a good point. Why I'm waste your words? I'm sorry. More. I don't have a better answer to that. No, that's okay. That's but okay. maybe it's because it wasn't really a letter. Maybe it was sermons written down or something yeah. like that so it wouldn't have the type of conclusion so yeah well, doesn't, right. it doesn't have much of an opening that's for sure yeah, that's very really true doesn't. that's what it's makes more it like a from unique. the desk of james Psst, here's yeah. all this stuff mm-hmm. yep the end agreed the memoirs okay. of okay look mm-hmm. how thin 
This is even a study Bible. Look how thin. That's James. This is the book of James. Mm-hmm. You could read it a lot mm-hmm. and, you know. Must like five chapters, yeah. Yeah. Not very long. Yeah. Should, we should book. read it a lot, actually. We should read a lot. There's a lot of good reminders in this book. Constant reminders, uh, yeah. yeah. So those of you out there who are watching, listening, let us know what your favorite part of this book has been hmm. uh, because, uh, or, or let us know what your most challenging part of this book has been because surely for all of us, anybody that reads this that is aiming to follow Christ, uh, there's going to be something in here that's going to speak almost directly to you and you're going to say, ouch, that hurts a little bit. Yep. And there's also going to be some things that are very encouraging to you. So share with us some of those things that you find very encouraging. Share with us what you find very challenging. Because like we just were talking about, when we share these things with one another, there are tons of one another's Mm -hmm. in the New Testament. And (laughs) this book is full of them. So share with one another. That's us. That's the other people who are on the same journey that you're on that are listening and watching with you. So share those things with us because that's the best way that God can be glorified in your struggles, in our struggles, in your life, in our lives. So give us a comment, ask us some questions. Let's keep this conversation going. Uh, even outside of the time that you spend watching this, because Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's mighty, mighty power in the conversations that we have, not just at this table, but mm-hmm. even online. Yep, yep. Agreed. So this really does kind of wrap up. This is it. Season three. It's done. I mean, we should it's... just go to black, end it the way James does. <laughs> done. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that. No, I'm fine. You're not. You're no fun. I mean, <laughs> after the way we ended season two, which to me was very powerful uh, with the book of Revelation. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one almost mm-hmm. does seem kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. Uh, but we're here nonetheless. Uh, Should I tell so, them what's coming? Season four or anything? Just a cliffhanger? Well, we do have some plans that we know are going to show up eventually. We don't know if that's going to be season five or mm-hmm. if that's going to be season four. So there's time for us to do a little this is bit so of something. so exciting. We're going to have, have at least five seasons. Woo-hoo. At least five. Well, we don't know when the next episodes are going to come out, but they will be coming out eventually, so (laughs) stay tuned. We are going to do another season. We are going to do another season. That's what we know. The producers have greenlit the next season. (laughs) We're hired back. We're hired back. Producers. For another season or two. AKA, we've decided that we're not going to (laughs) stop. We're the producers. Like you can't. Yeah. We're coming back. Uh, So continue to give us a like, give us a thumbs up, give us a review, do all that stuff. If you haven't already subscribed, just go ahead and do it. Marie, you have to point down. It's down there. Yes, she gets to point this time. (laughs) It's fun, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Do it. There you go. Right there. Right there. So go ahead and do the things. Hit the the bell, the notification things. You know, you'd think we'd be better at this. You know. <laughs> after so after three seasons. <laughs> after three seasons. 
Um, we're lucky. We're lucky do, we get a fourth. Do all the things. If there's a thing you can do that's a positive thing that you can do for the podcast, do that for the podcast, <laughs> and just in general, do the positive things. We're way life. off track now. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a little bit of fun while we're doing this, so I, I do thank you, Marie and Becky, for the entertainment. <laughs> You're welcome. I live to serve. I'm waiting oh, for the blooper right. reel. Uh-huh. So. It, it'll get here eventually. I don't know. Maybe or maybe not. But with that, look forward to the next set of episodes, and we will see y'all next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>